Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. start with you today uh, a series of messages uh, that I'm going to share with you over the next few Sundays and maybe some on Wednesday night that I'm calling God, God is, and I'm going to be talking about the power of God's names, the power of God's names. And we're going to discover through these messages who God is and what God can do. And I'm telling you, as we live in these last days and as we go forward, we're going to be challenged like we've never been challenged before. We're going to face things that we've never faced before. I I truly believe it with all my heart. We're seeing some things happen in our culture that are being endorsed. And it's going to to create uh, uh, something in our lives as Christians that we're going to face that I don't think we've ever thought we would ever face before in our lifetime. And that's why this is so vital that we need to know who God is and we need to know what God can do. Because whatever situation you find yourself in, you need to be able to declare that in your own personal life. So this is heavy on my heart. God is the power of God's names. And names are important. Names are very important. Each and every one of you have a name in here today. We were all born and we were all given a name. The name that you were given, for some of you, I'm sure it had some kind of uh, special meaning to it. Some of you were given names when you were born because at that time that name was probably the most popular baby name. Some names were given to you because your parents liked the way they sounded. I'm still trying to figure out why my mom named my sister Gail Dale. That didn't sound too good. Some names are given to us because the parents liked the way they sound and some names are given to us because it carries on the family name. And and I've noticed that some people have more than one name. Some people have nicknames. Do you know anybody with nicknames? We we live in an area here where everybody seems to have a a nickname. I know a lot of people with nicknames, people such as Bubba. I know some with a nickname Big Dog, nicknamed Princess, nicknamed Wheezy, nicknamed Junebug, nicknamed Frog. Nickname Worm. Nickname Rooster. I know some with a nickname Shorty, Stymie, and Stinky. I wouldn't want that nickname. No people with nicknames named Smurf and Slim and Snake and Porky. And my two favorite nicknames that I really love the most are Moon, because Moon is my stepdad's nickname. And then my favorite of all time, I guess, would be Rambo. Rambo. We have a guy that comes to this church. His nickname is Rambo. You see, names mean something to us. Names mean something to us. My son Caden, his name means fighter or warrior. My son Lucas, his name means bringer of light. And names have a special and powerful meaning to all of us. 
And God, he has many names. God has many names. And God's names, they, they mean something to us. They mean something to us. They're powerful and they have a meaning for all of us. You see, God reveals himself to us through his names. And, and that's why I'm excited about sharing this message with you today and going forward God is the power of God's names because God, listen to me, this ought to bring encouragement to every one of us. God has a name for every situation that we find ourselves in. That's why we need to know the names of God because when we know his names, that opens the door for us to know who God is and also experience what God is able to do in our personal situations. And the good news is, God wants to reveal himself. He wants to reveal himself to us through his names so we can experience his presence and his power working in our lives. So I want to encourage you this morning, before I get going real good, I want just to encourage you that God is. God is. Is is in the present. That means God is. That means right here, right now, that God is right here in your present situation. He wants to help you. He wants to guide you. He wants to be there for you right now. He, God is. And before I get into the heart of this message, I really want to just take a few minutes to, to lay a little bit of groundwork here at the very beginning as we go forward. So I want you to turn in your Bibles. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus. And I'm going to be preaching to you uh, just for a few minutes here. And then I'm going to change over. We're going to flip back over to Genesis. But in Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. If you're there, I'm going to have some of the verses on the screen. You can actually back up all the way to verse 13, and I'm going to read to you uh, through 15, 14 and 15. But the Lord just, uh, if you read 13, you'll see some powerful things there as well. In Exodus chapter 3, let me just kind of give you the setting. Moses has fled Egypt. He's fled Egypt, and he's gone to the land of Midian, and he's there tending sheep with his father-in-law Jethro. And the reason that Moses has fled Egypt is because you remember the story he, he murdered an Egyptian and he goes on run for his life because Pharaoh wants to kill Moses so he, he, he leaves Egypt and he goes in this land of Midian and he's there tending sheep now, now Moses he leaves Egypt but the people of God Israel they stay behind they stay behind in Egypt and they live they continue to live in captivity they continue to live in slavery and so they're there in Egypt in slavery and captivity and Moses is out here in the desert and he's tending to the sheep and the Bible says that one day while he's tending the sheep that God shows up, God comes to Moses in, in a burning bush. You remember the story, right? God comes to Moses in a burning bush and, and right there in that, in that experience, uh, God meets with Moses in a personal way and he speaks to him and he gives Moses a, a new mission. He gives Moses a new purpose for his life. And what was this new mission and what was this new purpose for Moses' life? Well, you remember that the Lord told Moses, he says, listen, I've, I've heard the cries of my people and I've seen the suffering and the affliction that they're in while they're in Egypt and, and I want to, I'm coming down and I'm going to deliver them out of the land of Egypt. And he gives Moses these directions and he says, Moses, I want you to go back to Egypt and I want you to deliver God's people out of captivity. And then Moses has a chance to respond to the Lord speaking. And Moses said to God, listen, if I go back to Egypt and if I go back to the, to the people of Israel 
and tell them that I'm there to deliver them, they're going to ask, what is your name? And what should I tell them? Moses asked God. And in verse 14, God said this to Moses, powerful. God said to Moses, you want to tell them my name? Tell them I am who I am. (laughs) He said, tell them I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. And God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. Listen to this. God says, this is my name forever. And thus I am to be remembered through all generations. Father, bless this time right now. And speak to us, God. Your word is living. And your word will never return void. And I pray right now, Lord, your living word would just speak to us. And God, may your anointing rest upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. God, he said to Moses, tell the people of Israel, the Lord has sent you and that my name is forever. Say the Lord. The Lord. When you see the word Lord in the Bible, and it's all caps, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that means Jehovah. It really means Yahweh in the Hebrew, but in our English, it's a word that we get Jehovah. Say Jehovah. And Jehovah is used, just listen to this, over 6,000 times in the Old Testament, we find the Lord Jehovah, Jehovah. That makes God's name Jehovah, the most popular and most famous name. The name Jehovah actually means he is. He is. Jehovah is. And usually it turns into a compound word. Jehovah, like we were singing earlier. Jireh. Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Shammah. He is Jehovah. He is. And then there's another word added right to the end. I'm making a compound word. This is powerful. This is powerful because, listen, God is speaking. God is speaking here in Exodus 3 and he's speaking to Moses and God's people and he's revealing to them right there in their situation that he is, he is Jehovah. That name Jehovah uh, reveals to us that God is a God who is eternal. He says, my name is forever. He says, I am who I am. He says, my name is forever to be remembered through all the generations. And let me just encourage you this morning while we're laying this groundwork here that God is eternal. He's Jehovah eternal. He has always existed. He is eternal creator. Don't ever forget that. And his existence doesn't depend on anyone or anything. Jehovah God is eternal and he exists in himself. The name Jehovah God is eternal. The name Jehovah God reveals to us that also God is relational. I am who I am. He is eternal. He is creator. But isn't it awesome to know this morning that our creator, he desires to have a relationship with us. He desires to have a relationship with his creation. He's relational. You see, God came to Moses and spoke to Moses in a very personal way, giving him direction and giving him instruction and giving him purpose in his life as they spent time together there. Jehovah God revealed who he was and what he could do through a relationship with Moses. God made himself known to Moses and he made himself known to God's people. And let me just encourage you this morning, God wants to make himself known to you. 
He wants to make himself known to you. He won't listen. That song in the garden, he, he wants to walk with you and he wants to talk with you. It's true. He wants a relationship with you. Jesus desires to have a relationship with you. It's not about ritual and it's not about religion. It's about a personal relationship with our living God. Hallelujah. He is Jehovah eternal. He's Jehovah relational. And let this bring encouragement to you this morning. The name Jehovah reveals to us that he is Jehovah God who is unchanging. Hallelujah. God never changes. He never changes. People change. We change like the North Carolina weather around here. We change. People change. We're always changing. We're changing our minds. We're changing our directions in life. We're changing our looks. We're, well, some of us are changing our hairstyles. And, and some of you change your hair color. Listen, as humans, we're always changing. But Jehovah God is unchanging. He's unchanging. In Malachi 3.6, it says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ says, He's the same yesterday and today and forevermore. Hallelujah. Jehovah God is eternal, he's relational, and he's unchanging. I could stop right there and we could just sing praises to God just for that today. But listen to me. These truths about Jehovah God are foundational. They're foundational. There's foundational doctrine there that you need to know in your own heart and, and believe and trust in as you know and discover who God is and what he can do. And I want you to be encouraged knowing that God is eternal and God is relational and he's also unchanging. Now here I'm getting ready to switch gears with you a little bit. Now that we know that God is Jehovah, he is, he is. We need to remember this, and I'm sure all of you can probably testify to it. We need to remember that at times in life, God will often permit us to go through impossible situations so he can reveal who he is to us. Can I get an amen? He will permit us to go through impossible situations so he can reveal himself to us. He will permit us to go through situations so we can discover that he is our answer and that we can discover that with him all things are possible. Listen, I'm just telling you today that there's often times in our life that God will permit us to go through impossible situations so he can reveal himself to us as Jehovah. And the perfect example of this is found in Genesis chapter 22. You can flip over in your Bible, Genesis chapter 22. I'm, I know all of you probably know this story, Abraham. Abraham was, was going through a test in his life, and this test made no sense. God had promised Abraham and Sarah a, a promised child and Isaac, and there he is, and, and he's going through a trial and test in his life that made no sense. But while he's going through that trial that's been permitted by God for him to walk through, he discovered something about God. God revealed himself as Jehovah Jireh. And in verse 14, it says this, So Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord will provide, and it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. In other words, uh, Jehovah Jireh, he is our provider. You remember the story, right? Abraham was told by God to, to go up on the mountain and, and, and sacrifice. This is the promised child. He's been given to us. He's the promised child. And the, and the, and the nation of Israel is going to be formed and, and built up through this child. And, and you're telling me to go up on the mountain and sacrifice this promised child? Abraham, he's in a situation that makes no sense. 
Because God has given him this son, but now he's asking him to go up on the mountain and sacrifice. Abraham's situation made no sense. And can I declare to you this morning that sometimes life doesn't make sense? Sometimes life doesn't make sense. And you may be going through life this morning, right now, and it doesn't make sense at all to you because of the situation that you may be in or your family may be in or your friend may be in. Listen, it might be a crisis that's in your home. Uh, It might be a situation with your health. It, It might be an unstable marriage. It might be financial problems. It might be something that your children are going through. Listen, it could be a number of things, but no matter what it is, many of us that have gathered here, things are going on in our life that don't make any sense and we say to ourselves, there was no way, there was no way it was supposed to go like this. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? But I want to tell you this morning, I want to declare to you, if you're walking through situations right now in your life that make no sense to you and you just seem to, you can't figure it out. I mean, it's just like, man, what in the world is going on? It was never supposed to go this way for me and for my family and in the situation I'm in. But can I tell you that if you're walking through one of those places in life that makes no sense to you, it could be that God is about to reveal to you in a powerful way who he is and his power in your life like you've never experienced before. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged knowing that Jehovah God, he he wants to reveal himself because he's relational. He wants to get personal with you. He wants to get right there in the middle of that situation, right there in the middle of that crisis that's going on in your life that makes no sense. Jehovah Jireh wants to get right there in the middle of it. And he wants to help you. So what do you do? What did Abraham do when life made no sense? What do we do when life makes no sense to us? Well, Abraham, you know what he did? He trusted God even in a situation that made no sense in his life. He trusted God. We read here in verse tw- uh, in Genesis 22, verses 3 through 5, it says that Abraham rose early in the morning. He rose. He saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood from the burnt offering and arose and went to the place in which God had told him. On the third day, now you ever read this story and see the parallels of Jesus here in this story and the work of the cross and the resurrection? Verse 4 says, On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar. And then Abraham said to his young men, or those servants, You stay here with the donkey, and I and the boy will go over there and worship. And listen to what he says. And we're going to come back to you again. In other words, Abraham believed, listen, he gave me this child. He can raise him back from the dead. Aren't you thankful? Hallelujah. He trusted God. Abraham trusted, listen, when when life did not make any sense for Abraham, he still trusted God and he obeyed God. And you can trust God, listen to me, you can still trust God when life makes no sense. You can trust in the promises of God. You can trust in the power of God. You can trust that God is making a way even when you don't see a way. You can trust God that he's working even when you don't see him working. You can trust God that he's going to show up right on time. You can trust God that he's going to supply all your needs through his son, Jesus Christ. You can trust God that he's going to be your provider. I just want to encourage somebody today. If you're walking through a situation that makes no sense to you, you can still trust God and you can still obey him because he's faithful and he will never leave you or forsake you hallelujah hallelujah you can trust God 
You can trust God that he has a greater plan and a greater purpose even when your life makes no sense. God has a greater plan and a greater purpose. Listen to what Jehovah says in Isaiah 55. He says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, thank God, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Jehovah. He says, Your ways are not my ways. And your thoughts are not my thoughts. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Aren't you grateful today that God's got a greater plan and a greater purpose for your life? You can trust him. You can trust him. And Abraham trusted. He trusted. And his trust led him to worship God. His trust led him to worship God in a situation that made no sense. It says in verse 5 that Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and I and the boy are going to go over there and we're going to what? We're going to worship. We're going to go over there and we're going to worship. And that just reminds me today that you can still worship God when life makes no sense. Listen to me, please. When, when you're going through life and you are, are, are let down in life, when you're going through life and, and you're discouraged and you're going through life and you're disappointed, please hear me. That is not the time to resist God and go into a life of worry and fear. But that's the time that you need to run to God and worship Him. If there's ever been a time in your life when you really need to run to God and worship Him and surrender all to Him, it's when you're going through a crisis or a situation that makes no sense in your life. That's when you need to get to God. Get to Him. You need to worship the Lord even when life doesn't make sense. Think about Job. Think about Job's life and everything that he went through. The loss and the, oh man, you're thinking about having a life that made no sense. Think about Job and what does the Bible say? The Bible says that he ripped his robe, he shaved his head, and he fell on the ground and he worshiped the Lord. He fell on the ground and worshiped the Lord. He said, naked I came into this world, naked I would leave. He says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But blessed be my Redeemer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, when the crisis comes, when you're in the situation that makes no sense, the struggle that makes no sense in your life, you can still worship the Lord. It might not be a pretty worship, but it's pretty to the Lord. I can promise you that. You, you, you might be worshiping Jehovah God in your brokenness. You, you may be worshiping Jehovah God in your pain. You may be worshiping Him through your tears. But I want you to know this. You can be encouraged knowing that when you worship, when you worship, even in your pain and even in your brokenness, even when life makes no sense, you can be encouraged knowing that God is up to something. He's up to something. He's working. He's working. He is working. He's up to something even when we don't understand the whys in life. How many of y'all had some whys in life? He's working even in the whys in life. I'll never forget last year, we had a powerful testimony given on a Wednesday night over here. Sister Miss Rose Beavers, I remember her telling us. She says, all I can tell you is when you're going through those things that make no sense in life pretty much, you have to always look for God because God is always working. He's always working, friend. Even when you're going through those situations that make no sense, even when you have those questions, why? And listen, there was a why question here. Guess who had the why question? Isaac. 
Oh, he had the why question. He's like, listen, we're going up on this mountain and we're going to worship and we're going to have to have an offering, but where's the sacrifice? Hello. He had the why question we find there. And what did, I, what did Abraham say? Abraham pretty much said, listen, I don't know, son, but you just trust God and worship God and God's going to provide. And can I tell you this morning that we don't always have to have the answer Abraham didn't have, he didn't have the full answer. He didn't know the solution. Listen, he said, just trust God and worship God, and God's going to provide. And can I tell you this morning, we don't always have to have the answer when life doesn't make sense. Please hear me. Don't be afraid to tell people who are going through life and they're going through things that make no sense, don't be afraid to tell them that you don't know. I don't know why. All I know is God's ways are higher than our ways. I've counseled people and, and who have been walking through tragedy and troubles in their life, and, and I guarantee you most of them, they want to know why. They want to know why. And I'm not afraid to tell anybody, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm not afraid to tell them I don't know, but I'm also not afraid to tell them what I do know. And what I do know is God is Jehovah, and he'll be with you through whatever you're going through in your life. It don't matter the battle. It don't matter the storm. All I can tell you is, what I do know is, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He'll be right there with you when you're walking through the storm, the fire, never. I'm not afraid to tell him that. What I do know is Jehovah God will reveal himself and his power through you in all the chaos and the confusion and the crisis. What I do know is, he'll reveal himself to you. What I do know is that you can worship the Lord even when life doesn't make any sense. What I do know is you can worship the Lord even when you don't even have an answer. Come on. What I do know is you can worship God because He is the answer. And what I do know is is I can worship God because He's going to bring me through and I'm going to experience His power working in my life. And what I do know is in my worship, it opens the door for me to discover who God is and what he can do right there in my situation and right there in my problem and my struggle. Friend, keep worshiping the Lord. Keep worshiping the Lord. Keep worshiping Jehovah. And what did Abraham discover? I'm about ready to close this down. What did Abraham discover that day about Jehovah God? Here's what he discovered. That Jehovah Jireh sees... And he provides for the needs when life doesn't make sense. How many of you know that to be true? I'm sure we can have testimonies just walk through here where God has saw your needs and he's provided for you. Listen to what verse 13 and 14 say. He discovered about Jehovah God that he is Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides our, for our needs when life doesn't make sense. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide, and said to this day, and it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. In other words, God is Jehovah Jireh. God is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah he is, Jireh. J-I-R-E-H that word means to see that word means to see he is a God who sees he's a God who sees he's a God who sees he sees what we're going through in our life he's a God who sees your situation 
He's a God who sees your tears. He's a God who sees your needs. He's a God who sees your dilemma. He's a God who sees your struggle. He's a God who sees the pain that you're dealing with. He's a God who sees you in your loneliness. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's a God who sees. He's a God who will provide. He is the Lord who will provide. He's a God who sees that will provide for you strength. He'll provide for you health. He'll provide for you peace. He'll provide to you power. He'll give you wisdom, whatever you need. He's a God who sees you. He sees you. He sees you. Hallelujah. He sees you and he will provide for you. Pastor Kevin, Miss Amy, if you'll come. Man, that is so powerful. That his eyes are always upon us. That's where you get the word provision. He's a God of provision. He's providing for you because he sees the needs in your life. He sees the needs before we ever even have the need. Because he's Jehovah God. He is. Man, I am who I am. (laughs) Oh, my, my, my. Maybe it don't do nothing for you like it does me, but it just, man. You know, I was thinking about this. You try to put yourself into that account there in Abraham's life, and there he is. I mean, life doesn't make sense. It wasn't supposed to go this way. But I'm going to trust you, Lord, because you've never let me down. You've been faithful. You've been good. I'm going to trust, and I'm going to obey you, and I'm going to worship you. And there there he goes, and he's climbing that mountain. He's climbing that mountain on one side. But God sees him on the other side. (laughs) He sees him on the other side. And he's making a way for him. He sees him and he's providing. He's providing a ram in the thicket. And friend, God sees you on that side of the mountain that you're on right now. He sees you right there in that place that makes no sense. He sees you right there with that need in your life. And he's on the other side and he's watching you and he's working. He's watching and he's working. Aren't you thankful for that today? He's watching and he's working. That is so encouraging. That is so encouraging. Let me ask you this question. What do you need Jehovah God to do in your life that seems impossible? Come on. Because with him, nothing's impossible. Nothing's too hard for him. What is it in your life right now that might be the Isaac? that you just don't want to let go of. But God's speaking to you and saying, listen, if you want to see me do something miraculous in your life, you just need to let it go and give it to me. Jesus. What is it in your life today? Listen, what, what are you going through right now that makes no sense? And I know a lot of you are going through some situations right now and you, you, it still makes no sense to you why you're going through what you're going through. Are you willing to go all the way like Abraham did? Are you willing to go all the way? Because Abraham was willing to go all the way. I'm willing to go all the way in my trust and in my obedience and in my worship because, God, I know you're going to be with me. I'm trusting you, Lord. Because that's what unlocked God to be able to move in his life. 
If you read there, it says, Now I know you fear the Lord. Do you truly fear the Lord today? Do you truly have faith in God today? Are you trusting Him? Are you worshiping Him? Because, friend, if you are, then you're at a place where God's ready to reveal Himself to you. Who He is and what He can do in your life. Would you stand with me, please? What God did for Abraham, He can do for every one of us in this place today. And the greatest provision that God made for all of us is the provision for sin through His Son, Jesus Christ. Can you bow your heads with me, please, right now? Just be very reverent. Lord, I ask you just to speak to hearts right now. If there's anyone here today, Lord, that's lost and they're, they're in sin and they need their sins forgiven and they, they need new life in you and eternal life that can only come through you, Jesus Christ, I pray that you would speak to their hearts right now and let them know, Lord, that you love them, that you gave your one and only son to die on a cross for all of us so our sins could be forgiven. And thank you, Lord, that Jesus is alive. (laughs) And because he lives, we can live too with an abundant life here and most of all with everlasting life in a place called heaven. Friend, I'm asking you right now, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The greatest provision God made for you was through Jesus, his son. And right there where you are, you can just say, I'm a sinner. I admit to you I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. I believe he was raised from the dead. And today I confess with my mouth that he is Lord and Savior of my life. And I invite him in right now, right now, to save me and to give me a home in heaven. And I just want to receive that gift of salvation through Jesus Christ right now. So I surrender my life to you, Jesus. I repent of my sins. And I turn to you, and I trust you now for my salvation.